the ACC's Daily Agenda podcast, powered by Musashi. Morning, Manaya and Lane in for your Wednesday, and it is World Cup week. Not that you'd really know it. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of um, yeah. hype and hoopla, is there? Nah, this is this is the Kiwi way. Um, this is exactly like the women's FIFA World Cup. This is exactly like Commonwealth Games, Olympics. Everyone goes, not feeling the buzz. Yeah, are you feeling the buzz? And nah. then it starts. Everyone goes. <laughs> the buzz is out of control. Yeah, yeah. so I, this is what we do. We don't do build-ups. We, I mean, this one's different because we're slightly shitting ourselves because yeah. we're underdogs. Yeah. Um, and I like it. Yeah, we're I taking, like it. Taking a lot of pride in the fact that we're underdogs, I aren't like we? it. I, I, I like it. But, you know, uh, once it kicks off, 7.15, iHeartRadio, Radio Hodaki, All Blacks versus France with, yeah. the, uh, with us. It, I think that game will set the tone yeah. for the World Cup. If we win, everyone will go, yeah, boy. If we if thump we, them. Yeah, if we, thump, if, we, if we lose, everyone will go, meh, it doesn't matter. We've, we've got um, three bunny teams to play, and yeah. then we're into the quarters. But um, looking, yeah. They're already, they're already saying it. Some of the um, French pundits have come out, the former players, and been like, this is the weakest All Blacks team that France have ever faced. Beauty. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly exactly where we wanted, isn't it? Perfect. Um, and uh, I heard mm. Manaya Stewart, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we uh, got our fingers on the crutch, mm. on the perineum of uh, New Zealand rugby. On the goosh. Uh, on the goosh of uh Black rugby. Mm. I hear you've got an inside word on uh, the potential 15 to, to start. Yeah, just a little bit of research, a little yep. bit of scratching yep. around. As you know, my contacts list, you know, my Rolodex is, is full. Yeah, it's big. Camp Easy. Oh, Campo. Oh, he's uh, a dear friend yeah, of mine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I don't want to say too many names, so I don't want to reveal any of my sources. Yeah. But Okay, hit me, hit me. Like, who's, who, I mean, we've got a bit of few injuries. Obviously, Lurch is out, Metallic's mm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that. Yep. Um, um, Lomax has done his knee. Yeah, yeah and then you've got awful and injury. someone had that hysterectomy on their thigh. Yep. Who was that in the, the 30 stitches? Yeah, that was Lomax. Yeah, oh, that Lomax. Was and it? then, yeah, I mean, what's going to happen with the retallic of it all? Does Scott play six? Look, I've done a bit of sniffing around. Uh, okay, you hit me. Hit me, Manoia. Here's the team that okay. I think they are set to name tomorrow. Okay, front row. Uh, Ethan DeGroot. DeGroot. He's fine. He's come yep. away. Look, Cody Taylor, I'm hearing, Lane, I'm hearing yep. Cody Taylor is back from his hammy injury yep. that was plaguing him a little bit. Similar to me, my hammy's back. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's gone through the same um, recuperation, same recovery mm. uh, treatment as me, Yes, um, which has involved just pounding beers. A million beers. A million beers and just, just go on crutches yep. and just put no weight on the muscle whatsoever. <laughs> let it tighten right up and then just let loose again. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. look for him to be doing his hammy me again in about the 30th minute yeah now this is where it gets tricky as you mentioned Lomax he's got yeah. the 30 stitches uh, I believe one, at least one of those was into the muscle yeah well, now, do, do you bring in a bloke like Fletcher Newell you know too young too young 23 yeah what I'm hearing is they're set to bring Nepo Laulala in oh Nepo yeah for uh for Lomax doesn't start a lot does he Nepo? doesn't start a lot um, but he is, I mean, he his neck is as wide as his shoulders. Yeah, right. I sat on a plane with him recently, and he does not fit down the aisle. He, <laughs> he looks like, I don't know, like a statue when you see him. Okay, that's your front row. Yep. Uh, uh, locks. Now the locks. So White Locks going to be in there. Yep, Captain um, Caveman. Captain Caveman. This is where it gets a little bit tricky, because uh, obviously Frizzell's out. He's still out. They started Jacobson last week, but then they brought Jacobson off early. Well, yeah, they had to because they had they had the red card situation. But had, what what's wrong with Frizzell? What's wrong with Dick Frizzell? Uh, he has Frizzle Medizzle. He has nah, it escapes me. Oh, okay, some sort of leg injury. Oh, now. okay. Um, but so then, do you shuffle Scott Barrett out into the number six jersey? Do you oh, put well. Tupo Vai into the second oh. row? What I'm hearing is okay. 
that in for Shannon Frizzell is not going to be Luke Jacobson, but Dalton Papali'i, which means Scott Barrett will be joining uh, Whitelock in the locking so position. Th- so three sevens. So three sevens, yeah. Now I'm I'm okay with three sevens. That's signalling the um, you know, the intent that they're going to try and play fast. They're going to try and play fast and loose. The last time that uh, Papali'i started for the All Blacks in the sixth jersey was against Ireland when we lost last year in November. <laughs> mm. um, so hey, look, I don't mind it. Like Papali'i, he's, he's no shrinking violet. You know, he's big. He's a big unit. That's the thing. He's bigger than Jacobson. He plays with a seven on his back, but that doesn't mean that nah. he's not a bear. And same bear. with Savia. I mean, Savia started his career at seven, but yeah. he's a monster as well. So. Oh, I'm totally cool with that. There are three. There are three best Lucys. Yeah. Um, thankfully, in the pivot positions, we've had a bit of stability now. Smith will start. Moonga yep, will yep, start. Yep. Talia will start. Oh, looks Princess like Talia. Looks like he's made that eleven jersey his own. I think based off Super Rugby form and the lack of Super Rugby yep. form from Caleb Clark. Yeah. When we get into twelve, this is where it gets a little bit iffy. The Udon's the Udon's out, isn't he? The Geordie Geordie Barrett. Geordie's done a G lane as well. Oh, has he done a? What's happening over there? Wow, <laughs> dude, they start off the snowboards. <laughs> uh, they've been on the lime scooters a lot. I've seen yeah, every video that. of them at the moment. Yeah. Topless on a lime scooter. Stay off the lime scooters. So, what do you do at the number twelve jersey? Do you bring in a recently healed David Harvilli? Nah, He's nah. just played for Tasman. It has to be Dobro. And that's what I'm hearing, Lane. I'm hearing Anton Leonard Brown. <laughs> You're hearing a lot. Uh, is going to be yeah. starting the number okay. twelve jersey, okay. and then it goes chalk from here. Yoani yeah. Jordan Barrett, and that's how they're going to fill uh, out the rest of that team. And I have it on uh, one of my sources for why I think Papali is going to start at six. Yeah is that if you click on stuff at the moment, their yeah. homepage, two giant billboards of uh, Dalton Papali'i. Okay, they've got to put them in. They've hey, got to put them in because they know. Uh, but the thing is, we've been sucked into this before because I don't know if you recall the 2015 Cricket World Cup. Mm. Uh, all the advertising had Jimmy Neesham on it. Jimmy Neesham! Jimmy Neesham! Didn't make the squad. What about the Commonwealth <laughs> Games recently where all of the uh, marketing had Zoe Hobbs on it and they didn't send it? How could you not send her? Anyway, that's yeah. a bye-bye. But yeah, okay, well, that's a great prediction. We'll find out. When's the team named? The team will be named tomorrow, although because it's overseas, it might be like midnight tonight or it might oh, be okay. fucking, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I can tell you that's what the team's going to be. Uh, the Black Caps have salvaged oh. a series that none of us watched. Okay. I, I watched it. Yep. I, it's good timing for me because I get punished quite early with the amount of... Um, the myriad of children I have that yes. get up at different times. And I'm, I love it because I get up and just switch it on straight on TVNZ. Uh, look, we've cancelled the school hall for good. We're not <laughs> we're not bringing the Black Cap supporters support group together. I've taken down all of the notices off the notice boards that mm. I've put up around work and around um, cricket clubs. So the young farmers can get back in there. Yeah, that's right. But uh, they, they absolutely hammered England in the third and they hammered them again this morning. Six wickets. Oh, um Captain Phillips, mm. Glenn Phillips, man, don't bowl short of a length to him because he rocks back. I don't know how he collects it. It was his undoing in the end, to be honest, but yeah. he scored 40-odd off 20 deliveries, won it for them, and it was good to see Mark Chapman. Still can't forgive him what he did to John Lennon. He, <laughs> 40 not out of 25, he, it, they made it look comfortable, even at the end uh, with Ravish and uh, Rick Ravindra. Yeah. He even brought them home comfortably. They chased down um, 175 uh, which was probably a bit short, actually, down there in, in Nottingham. But they've squared the series, and it's going to go to a decider. No disrespect to Mark Chapman, but he kind of feels like a side piece to me. Like, whenever the, the main roster guys aren't around. He's getting a, he's grown into that role. To be yeah. he's, got a, he's got a T20 hundred that he scored against yeah. Pakistan, remember? No, no, he's... And he, he, looked, he looked good, man. He was timing the shit out of it. I know, like, but, but when the missus is around, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get the call-up, does yeah, he? Yeah, true. It's only, when he, it's only out of towners that yeah. he gets the call-up for. So, um, 
yeah, that, no, that was great. It was good to see. It was good to see them finally, they finally feet. I don't know, they got no excuses because they had warm-up matches. Because usually, yeah. usually excuses are, oh, it's just taking us a while to get our rhythm or whatever. It's like... What do you consider the UAE? No, I um, know they had played county games oh, yeah, before yeah, this. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't count the UAE. About that. <laughs> um, but yeah, two all. And we're heading to a decider, um, I think on Friday, Friday morning. So good to see. And then they into the one-day series, which is actually what we want to see because the one-day series is... Um, the dress rehearsal for the opening match of the Cricket World Cup in India, which is on the 5th of October, which is... Like three weeks away. Yeah. I can't believe how much cricket they're packing in before the World Cup. Oh, everyone's just panicking and trying to just try to get as much practice uh, in as possible. Freaks me out. But it's, it's good. And Kane Williamson's back, obviously. Trenty Bolt's back. Lovely Trenty. So I'm starting to believe again. Obviously, I wanted... They treated me terribly uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'd pack my bags, but I'm back. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Half-baked sports idea. All right, I'd like to okay. appropriate an idea from another sport and bring yep. it into rugby. And this is an idea from the NBA. Yes. It's called the Elam Ending. Have you heard of this? Nah, this is how they finish, the, um, <clears throat> they finish the All-Star Game this way now. So they, you play the first three quarters... Uh, as per usual, mm-hmm. just normal. When you finish the third quarter, you take the leading team's score. Say yeah. they've scored 100 points. Yeah. They add 24 to that. And yeah. then the first team to reach whatever that number is, in this case 124, wins. So they, they get rid of the clock and you play until you hit that score. Oh, right. So what it means is, why it's 24 is in honour of Kobe Bryant. It's an arbitrary number. You know, you, okay. could, you could pull that number out of your ass. Yeah. It sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. What it means is... There is always a game-winning shot. Yes. In every instance, you're always going to have that highlight. Um, <clears throat> it stops clock wasting, so there's always a bit of action yeah, going yeah. on because you don't yeah. want the game to drag on. I hate clock gobbling. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if we brought this into rugby, that this would be able to speed the, the game up a little bit. Yeah. So here's how I think okay. it would work. Okay, go. Hit me. First half's played as, as per usual. Yes. At halftime, you take the leading team's score and yep. add 15 to it. So that's yep. two converted tries and yep. then one more score. Yep. The first team to reach that number wins, no time limit. Um, so it means there's a guaranteed winning try or you know, there's a kick or a try or a scoring motion of some sort to win the game in every single game. I like it. I like it, but I don't think it can happen at halftime. Because too, too soon? Too soon, because imagine it, you come out, you score two quick tries, a penalty, and the game's over. The idea is you don't want to finish early. Do you? Yeah. Because the winning team scores two quick tries and a conversion and it's over in the 60th yeah, yeah. minute. Well, and the crowd, I'll be like, dude, what the, what the money fuck? back, money back. What the fuck? I've got a fucking babysitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can't, don't shut the bar on me. And the bars won't know when to close because you know how they go, not, not serving the last 10 minutes. Oh, they close um, at half time, yeah. wouldn't they? So I think I like it. Maybe it's a three-quarter time I, yeah, thing. Yeah, we might have to, rugby might have to move to quarters. In the 60, yeah, it should. Yeah, maybe it, it moves to quarters. Yeah. Maybe it moves to 20-minute 25 minute quarters. I think I think 20 minute quarters with a little five minute break or something. And but if a prop goes down or whatever, you keep playing. There's yeah. no stoppage in play. No, wait no until water the dudes. Time. Yeah, no, no water, water dudes. dudes. I don't want to see a water dude out there. It's maybe it's 20s. You can have a drink after 20 minutes. Yeah. Mate. And but if look, you go down while plays on, fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're just gonna keep going. Correct. Wait for the 20 minute mark before yeah. you drop a knee. And then you can have your yeah. So. So, okay, so then it gets to the third quarter, yep. much like the NBA. Then we add on an arbitrary number. I've pulled out 15. I, I, I like, like three 15. Scores. It's three yeah. scoring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so then what happens there is if the game's already a blowout, it's almost like a mercy rule because the team that's blowing the other team out, say they're up by 50, yeah. they're going to fucking do it in like two yeah, or three yeah. minutes and so then it's going to be over. Or 
either that's going to happen or you're going to have an absolute slobber knocker and the other team's going to come back yeah. and win. You know, it just creates so many more. You know, the fizzle out, particularly in rugby union, is awful because you know that a team is going to win. And you've got it, but you also know you've got another twenty minutes of game time to watch. Yeah, zombie rugby. Zombie rugby, and it's just atrocious. Whereas at least this way you could see, well, they're going to win, and they are going to win very shortly. Yeah. So we don't have to watch. You know, there's you don't have that anxiety of knowing how long you have to watch, or the upsets are so much more, you know, pronounced because this team's come back and now beaten them by fifteen, yeah. sixteen points. I like it. It adds a, a jeopardy for that for that last quarter. Yeah, uh, it does. I mean, yeah. I, look, I mean, it, it probably would advantage a team if it was a really close game. There's one point in it at half time, really slogged it out. Yeah. You know, and it's 21 20, and then you chuck 15, so it's 36 20. No, no, they oh. don't get it added onto their oh. score. That's the target score that you have to reach. Oh, okay. So if you were on 30 points, then the, tar- the winning score would then be 45 points. So you, both teams are striving. Oh, Whoever gets okay. to 45 points first wins. Oh, okay, right. Uh, I feel like you need to have uh, you need to watch an NBA um, All Star game to to get it. it. It's a whole lot more simple than it sounds. I think it sounds like the kind of rule that you could bring in in festival rugby or a some sort of like like the All Stars a north a north south a north south game or yeah. something like that. I think is that I can't see it getting a mainstream pickup, but like the NBA All Stars is not a it's a it's a festival match. Yeah, really, it is. isn't it? It's so, a carnival match. Yeah, but, a, but the reason that they brought it into that was because those games were becoming. Um, no one was contesting them anymore. It, yeah, be, it yeah. became boring and no one gave a shit. Whereas if you have this um, you know, game-winning shot, everyone's going to try and go for it. Like LeBron wants that shot. Yeah, yeah. And there's no like just letting the other team win because they're 40 points clear. Like You've got to try and, you've got to try and chase it down. It, it works. It brought a bit of excitement back into the NBA All-Star game. No, not your worst idea. Yeah. Not so. your worst idea. <clears throat> um, and so, look, speaking of good footy and high-scoring footy and exciting stuff, I mm. watched the Westlake... Uh, Southland boys? Yeah, no, I watched the I watched the semi final, oh, right. which was Westlake versus Tauranga boys. Because I went to Tauranga and hosted an event at the Tauranga oh, for the Tauranga um, rugby program. Was this so, on Friday? Yeah, it was a fundraiser down there with Tauranga and Movember, and um, and <laughs> we didn't know it, but we didn't really have to go down and entertain people because the game was on and they all wanted to watch Tauranga play oh, right. uh, Westlake, and it was a cracking game, man. Like it was a tri fest. It was like I, I heard because high at that, scoring. At that same time, I was at the golf course uh, with Jess the Pest, yeah. who I think went to one of those schools, yeah. and he was watching it, and he had another dude um, watching with him. Yeah. Then someone walked past us, they were watching it on their phone. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Marty TV did the commentary. Was, uh, the commentators were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. But then um, Southland-Westlake final was like 42-41 or something. The final. It was uh, absolute cracking games. Um, yeah. If that's what – I mean, I always – my my heart my cup is always full when I watch for first fifteen rugby like that. It yeah. was it was pretty awesome and great to see two schools uh, that not don't necessarily f- slug these out. It's usually the big boys Hamilton boys highs or the Kelstons or St Kent's mm. uh, or mainly the kind of ones that have boarding houses because so, they can bring in players yeah, 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 and yeah. put them up. Yeah. Um, Westlake doesn't have a boarding house, neither does Southland boys. Well, see, interestingly, St Kevin's does, and we always sucked. <laughs> yeah, but you, did you go out to the islands like they do uh, at St. Kent's and Hamilton Boys and just kind of cherry pick some monsters and bring them back? Well, I take your boys, did. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. See, there yeah. you go. Every, everyone knows a school that does it. But yeah. uh, that was great to see. And, and Westlake, man, they've been playing some good footy the last couple of years. They're not a big team, yeah. but they just go hammer and tongs. Uh, so there you go. Well done to Southland Boys, too, for taking that out. Yeah, I was watching all the old boys. Did you, did you see some of the names in that Southland Boys team? They've got two Mulyainas, they've got a Rutledge, 
They got a like the who's who of Southland uh, rugby last night. Oh, and Westlake was great as well. They, I think they had a Pinar. Uh, they had a Van der Vesthazen. That's good, though. It was good. Well, it's the North Shore. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's got to be some sort of advantage of the North Shore being filled with South Africans, and that's having some fucking hard-nosed rugby players. Oh, that's the thing. And like you say, every other team's doing it from, you know, the Pacific. Oh, no, they're not, they're not importing them. They live there. All oh, right. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, all, they, all live, they all live on the North Shore. Don't worry about that. Yeah, so shout-out to uh, Makazoli Mapimbi and the Westlake boys team. <laughs> um, hard luck. <laughs> Southland gotchas. All right, that'll do us. We'll be back tomorrow for a feature-length uh, edition of the agenda brought to you by Musashi. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi.